Show. Hi, this is Rachel. And this is Natalie. And we are the Insta Mamas. We are sisters with a podcast and we talk about everything from faith, healthy, clean living, adoption, foster care, motherhood, and everything in between. Thanks for listening. Hey, this is Natalie and Rachel, and we are so excited to introduce our guest. She is a friend of ours, and we go to church together, and we have mom groups together, and she has a beautiful story that we are just excited that she gets to share with you today. Yeah, I've, I met Carly, gosh, would be it five or six years ago now? Probably, yeah, right after you came to church. <laughs> yeah, so, and then Rachel met her when she started going to our church, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's just been fun to have our friendships grow and get to know your kids, and so why don't we have you start out by telling us your name and a little bit about yourself. Hi, I'm Carly, and I am 31. I have three beautiful children. My oldest is six, my daughter's two, and... My littlest baby is four months old. Mm-hmm. He's adorable. Yes, he's so really chubby cute. and precious. <laughs> um, my husband and I have been married for almost nine years. Nine years this upcoming June. So it's crazy. Wow. We talk about how we've been like together almost a decade. And we've That's been friends crazy. for a decade before that. So we've known each other longer than we haven't known each other, which is really cool. Wow. So <laughs> wow, yeah, we're cool. best friends and we have our beautiful kids and we're just so thankful to be going to Harvest Church with Natalie and Rachel, and I'm excited for this opportunity. Cool. And how did you, so did you and your husband meet at Harvest then, or? Well, yes and no. We were actually in high school together. He was a senior, and I was a freshman when we met, and we had an art class together, so that was really fun. (laughs) And yeah, (laughs) high school sweethearts, but also he ignored me in high school, so. (laughs) So I knew who he was, and I was friends with his younger sister, and we kind of connected that way. And it was funny because my dad was always like, oh, his sister can come over here. You know, Casey was my, my girlfriend. And she, so my dad was like, but you don't need to go over to their house. She has an older brother. I'm like, oh, dad, come on. <laughs> all these Perfect. years later, yeah, years and years of friendship. And we just one day decided we were going to be more than friends. And, and the rest is history. So here we are. Oh, man. <laughs> What really put it, when God put it on my heart to have you to interview, and it's so funny because when Natalie and I want to interview somebody, it's so funny because I'll say, hey, I feel like God's put this person on my heart. And she's like, yes. Oh, have you heard her whole story? And like, um, so it's so cool because Carly wrote this beautiful, I guess you'd call it kind of like a blog on Facebook, and it just had me in tears, and just you conveyed so much emotion about this journey of motherhood and we know there's a lot more to us than motherhood and Mm -hmm. so we're gonna jump into her story as well but um I'd like if you were able to share a little bit of your hobbies just things that you like to do I know you have an infant yeah (laughs) totally hobbies Uh, keeping my four-month-old alive yes totally (laughs) yeah no I love I'm I'm very artistic I love to do um design in a lot of different capacities like interior design and my husband and I have kind of flipped slash, you know, fixed up all of our homes that we've lived in. And this is our, I want to say it's our sixth home that we've wow. lived in in our eight wow. and a half years of marriage. So a few of those were really back to back and we had quite an interesting journey getting here. But we're finally, I remember when we were first married, my dream was to live in a home in Meridian and we had like absolutely no credit and lived in a little dinky apartment and we're living in Nampa. And I was like, I don't know how that's ever going to work. But you know, God knows the desires of your heart. And this is like literally my dream home. And you know, it's not huge and super fancy or anything, but it's like totally God answered my prayers. And this is exactly what I had dreamed of when we first were married. And so I'm so thankful to have the opportunity to work with my hands and do stuff like that. Um, I love like houses and house hunting. And I worked at a few different real estate offices before I had kids. Um, I was a mortgage loan processor. That's not a hobby, but it's something that I've done. (laughs) (laughs) And then actually my... Uh, education in high school and college was uh, early elementary education and early childhood like development so that's just kind of right up my alley and I've worked in a preschool and daycare since I've had kids and then I also clean houses for a season which is a good skill to have but it's Mm, definitely mm -hmm. hard work so that got us through the first couple years of marriage and um, yeah it's also not really a hobby, but I do do it as a hobby in my own house. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I need to clean that thing. So. <laughs> well, it's so funny because yeah. somebody from our church, she was like, 
oh, I had this thing in my house and Carly came over and said, I really like where that's at. It looks really good. And she said, then my husband tried moving it. And I said, no, Carly <laughs> said it looks good there. So I'm keeping it there. That's awesome. Well, yeah, you're kind of the person everyone goes to when they have like interior design questions. But fun. that's that's really yeah. cool that you keep the passion up um, while having three little ones. Yes, sometimes it's much to my husband's dismay <laughs> it's like you're doing another project like oh honey it's easy it's fine it's not gonna cost very much i have the stuff already <laughs> but like, it helps me decompress so yeah. i told my husband like don't yeah. look till it's done yeah and yep. then you'll be happy with it or yeah yeah i did just get a pink bread bed spread for our room and my husband's like pink but he's fine he let it happen it so. took almost nine years my marriage it took like yep. three months i'm like yep purple yeah <laughs> totally <laughs> that's great Oh, well, cool. So if we could like kind of transition then. So um, uh, your oldest son is six. He just six. turned six. Yep. So why don't you kind of tell us a little bit about your journey yeah, to motherhood? and for sure. Like all mothers, it was 100% what you expected it to be. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and we're really excited to have your yeah. perspective. We have a lot of adoptive stories on our podcast, but I'm excited to hear your, which is... Yes a little bit different so well the beautiful thing is and I have so much admiration for adoptive moms and that's something that we would love to do one day Mm -hmm. if my mother-in-law listens to this (laughs) we might be adding more one day (laughs) but um, it's it's such a gift to be able to bring a child into your home and you know I've I've heard like in a sense they rescue you too and like mm-hmm. just how beautiful that is how the Lord designed adoption to be so rich and fulfilling um, on both sides and I know it's not what you would hope for a kid ever but just mm-hmm. to be able to give that gift and you know rescue each other mm-hmm. is just so so precious so we pray that we can do that one day as well but our story started. Um, I mean, shortly after we got married, Travis and I talked about kids and, and even a little bit before then, but you know, you, you come into marriage with kind of a, what do we expect? What are we hoping is going to (laughs) happen? And I would say I'm from a family of five. I'm the oldest and my husband is an only child. And for him, it was like, well, you know, we'll have a kid or two, or I mean, what are you thinking? You know, and he kind of turned that back to me and I was like, well, I, I mean, I don't know, like, I don't know, three, four, who knows? But we kind of were like, we, we didn't really have a number. We didn't have a plan. And so it was just like, well, I mean, we'll have kids one day was kind of what we had talked about. So probably a year and a half into our marriage, it was like, well, I mean, are we, are we going to have kids? Do we want to do this? And we got married when I was fairly young. I was 22. So I felt like we weren't in a huge hurry. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just sort of prayed about it and felt like, oh, sure, we can just kind of start down that road and see if it happens quickly or if it's going to take a while. I don't really know. So God knows. God knows. Yeah. He laughs <laughs> at our plans. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So we close to our two year anniversary, we found out we were pregnant with our first and it was really exciting. Like it always is. And I was like, yay, that, that was easier than I thought it would be. <laughs> and yeah. God just totally opened the door for that. But it, it's funny how, even though, my children have come naturally like it's such a journey too like Mm -hmm. there's God's journey is so suited for each one of us individually and that part of my journey was pretty easy being able to um, conceive and have children naturally but everything else is like here's the lessons (laughs) let me show you your list of lessons you need to go through and learn Mm -hmm. so for our first baby we were so excited and in my head for some reason it was a girl. I was like, we're having a daughter. Like that's, we're just going to add this little bouncy pigtailed bow wearing princess to our collection. You know, like I had this picture in my mind of my husband and I having a daughter first and, um, you know, I just always had a dream of having a little girl since I was a young girl. Yeah. And so 20 weeks, you know, you go in for the anatomy scan and the ultrasound gal put the wand on my stomach and immediately I saw the anatomy. It was like, like oh. that is not a girl. So, and Travis was no like, question. you don't know that. Yeah. I was like, oh, I do. Like, and I was in shock the whole rest of the scan. I was like, oh, a boy? Yeah. I didn't know babies came in boys. So, I was really surprised to be honest. And the Lord just has a way of giving us exactly what we need, you know, mm-hmm. and I wasn't, I wasn't disappointed. I wouldn't use the word disappointed, but I was just so surprised. I was like, I, I had my plan. It was going to be a girl. Like this is going to be your name. 
And so it turned out to be a boy. And I was like, oh, a son. Like, I don't know what to do with a boy. <laughs> so anyways, we went through, you know, the rest of our pregnancy. And we were so excited. And I really just let my heart turn to the Lord and, and be soft at the thought of having mm. a son. I was like, all right, God, you're going to have to teach me what to do with a son. Because I'm not quite sure. Like, I... How do you I, buy boy yeah, clothes? Like, what do you do? <laughs> what are their issues? You know? you grow up, there's six yeah. girls in our family, and so like yeah. So you just have only known girls, <laughs> and I had two sisters and two brothers, but I was much closer to my sisters, and I my youngest sister is 14 years younger than I am, and that was like she was my baby doll. Mm-hmm. So my you know remembrance of a baby in the family was much more her than my other siblings. So I had such a great relationship with her. So I was kind of like, okay, we're gonna you know have this girl, anyways. Long story short, he's a boy. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> so, you know, we we prayed about his name. We picked his name, Theodore, which means gift from God. And oh. Guy, his middle name means warrior. And all of our kids, actually, all three of their middle names mean warriors. We've got a little pack of warriors. That's, <laughs> that's good. That's so so that's kind of a fun little tidbit. A little but army. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, about 30 weeks into my pregnancy, uh, between 30 and 35, I don't remember exactly, I started having... Um, a lot of physical issues and I ended up in the ER a few times and they couldn't figure out what it was and I was just in excruciating pain and they were really concerned about the baby but the baby was fine so I was like no I'm the one that's dying like please Mm. help me figure out what's going on and they did a bunch of tests and they would send me home they're like well you know your pains resided or you you're able to treat it with pain medication so we'll see you later so we kind of went through this rigmarole of trying to figure out what was going on with me and this was all new to me. I mean, I'd never had any real physical issues before pregnancy. And I was so afraid, you know, of what was happening with my body and what was happening um, with the baby. And I was like, is this, is this normal? Like, God, what are you doing? What are you trying well, to do? part of you was me? probably like, is this just normal pregnancy? Yeah, yes. Because it's your first. It's my first, and, you know, yeah. You have nothing to compare like, this to. This is really hard, yes. And that's such a vulnerable state to yes. be in because 30 weeks is still... Yeah, you're, you're, you're kind of... Yeah, you but... don't want to have the baby that early... But, um, and you certainly like, yeah, you're not done with pregnancy yet. <laughs> like what, what's happening to me? Is this going to last wow. forever? So after he, um, well, to, to go to his actual birth story, we were induced. He was a few days late and he was induced and my labor was really long, like over 20 hours oh, and goodness. really, really, yeah. And I was so nervous about being induced. I don't love medical interventions. I don't love needles. I don't love any of that. Yeah. At all. So going into the hospital, and I just kind of get anxiety and shut down when I'm in a hospital setting mm-hmm. anyways, the yeah. smells and the noises and all that. So, and my previous hospital experiences had been me not having answers about what was going on with my body. So I was like, yeah. I don't want to go into this place where I'm so fearful and shut down. Mm. So I, we did, we opted to be induced, but mostly because I felt a lot of pressure from my doctor at the time. Um, and she was like, well, you know, we got to have this baby and he's going to be 10 pounds and your husband is so tall and yada, yada. And I'm like, okay. And you're okay. already in all this pain. Yes. And uh, I was so. Yeah. Isn't that interesting going, that they'd use kind of that, putting that fear yeah, in you. And yeah. God put this baby. He gave us the, he gave women the ability <laughs> yes. to have children. Which I, I learned so. later. <laughs> like first pregnancy, you're like, I don't know. It feels like it's all happening to you. Mm. But after that, I was like, okay, I have a little more control. Not really God's in control, but you know, a little yeah. more say of like what happens to me and I get to make more decisions. So anyways, and you yeah. knew probably how to navigate it all better yes. the second time. Mm-hmm. Yes. You didn't know what Much to ask. More, and, yeah. Yeah. So I was just young and, and didn't know what was happening. So I went in and we were induced and it was a really, really long labor and really painful. And I mm. wanted to leave a few times, but eventually um, my water broke. And after that point, they don't, they don't let you go back home. But I told Travis, I'm like, I just want to go home and let my body start this on its own and come back when I'm ready to have a baby. But it didn't work out that way. And I just mm. thank God that he has used Theo's birth story as part of my journey and um, just it's a gift to other women to be able to share like yes I've gone through trauma too and I've mm. gone through really really hard things so to kind of wrap up his portion of the story I was in labor for a really long time um, all day all night and the night before I went to the hospital I hadn't slept so it had been probably 50 hours since I had oh, slept at all oh my goodness. and over 30 hours since I had eaten anything by the time he was born because you know once they start all the meds and stuff they don't want you eating in case, in they case you yeah yep and so and i had um, been pushing for about three hours i think i started pushing at like two 
two uh, in the morning it's, and it's horrible. yeah it was really not fun and I never had any pain medications and not to say that I'm any kind of a hero hero because of that like I begged and begged but I was too far advanced mm. to get anything mm. at that point oh. and so they're like you know we're we're just we can't do that for you and you just need to get through this so I pushed for about three hours and then they kind of gave me the option like hey we're gonna have a c-section in about two minutes if you can't make this happen and at that point I was like I'm going to have this baby right now. <laughs> like, I'm gonna make this I have come happen. too far for you to cut me open after this. Yeah. So they ended up vacuuming him out, which was shocking <laughs> so, to say the least. Um, but he was there and, and he was healthy. But the, the whole time I was in labor, especially when I was pushing, they kept saying like, we need to resuscitate the baby. His heart rate oh, is dropping. Goodness. So in my mind, I'm like, he's dying. My baby's dying. Mm. And Travis thought thought the same thing he's like my wife's not gonna make it out of this my baby's not gonna make it out of this like we we were under so much stress in that and there was nobody there to educate me or hold my hand or be like no that's normal or this is you know and that's not normal but just to say like you're gonna make this make it through it and my mom was trying to help but I remember looking up and seeing probably 20 hospital staff in the room like with Mm. full gowns on full masks on ready to just roll me into the OR and Mm. have a cesarean and I came out of this like adrenaline rush. I mean, you just are, you're, you're not there mentally. You kind of black out during this. So I came out of it and I was like, what just happened? And I remember the doctor telling me like, your baby's born, like pick up your baby. And they had put him on my chest and my arms were at my side and I couldn't even lift my arms. Like my body was so, so exhausted. And I had no control over my arms. And it was the strangest sensation because I felt like I wasn't even there. You know, I wasn't there mentally. I wasn't there emotionally. And I was like, what just happened? (laughs) And this baby's lying on my arms. And thank God he was okay. I mean, I know that women have had much harder labor and delivery stories and and stories where the baby hasn't been okay. But they were really concerned about him. And the language that they were using was um, indicating to me that he was not doing well. And so I was really concerned that he was going to pass in labor and delivery. And but he was born and he was on my chest and they ran all these tests and they're like, oh, he's perfectly fine. And then everyone's back to their normal bubbly self. And I'm like, like, what <laughs> just happened? Yeah. Because like, you have just been on this. You're yes. like, I need to hold on to something. Or yeah. Like- yes. And poor Travis, I looked over probably about 20 minutes after Theo was born and Travis is sitting upright in a chair dead asleep like he's just I mean we just were in so much shock for what had happened and he's just like his eyes are closed and he's stiff as a board just like literally God snoring yeah. yeah he's like just shut yes. down and he's like he did he's he like, did his best recovery mode we'll yes. be right back oh yeah, and then what's funny too is at some point I nudged him or some nurse moved, told him like, hey, you know, go, you can go lay down on here. So he laid down on the cot and he woke up however many hours later and he's like, how did I get here? <laughs> he was There was no memory of after Theo was born. So that was kind of, and I felt that way emotionally, like what just happened? Oh I have no memory. And honestly, it took me years to process that. Years. I'm not mm-hmm. kidding. I, I cried for months after he was born and the littlest things would trigger me. And it wasn't even that I would be thinking about his birth, but it was just like walking on eggshells all the time. And I really had to work through a lot of anxiety and depression and um, just Mm. fear of the future and even fear of the past, which is funny because it's like, it's over, it's done. Mm. But this fear was just trying to grip my heart and rise up in me. And um, Travis would say something or, you know, talk about the baby and I would just burst into tears. And it was like this, really deep, deep wound that I had to bring to God and just say, God, I, I know that this is part of my story for a reason, but I don't understand why. And I don't know why you're going to use this or, or why this happened to me. And I think a lot of times we can have this victim mentality, like, well, you know, no one's ever gone through what I've gone through. So this, my story is worse than other people. And, mm-hmm. you know, and you kind of carry this badge of like, my story's awful and look at my bad story and you mm-hmm. carried around this, this wounded. Anyways, I had that kind of attitude. Like this is my awful, awful story. And how dare you tell me that childbirth could be beautiful or that I could ever have any other children. So anyways, after that, Theo, I told Travis, I'm like this, he's an only child. Like we're done. You know, and we had talked about how many kids we were having. I was like, one, one is good. Like, we do not need any more children. And so it's funny now to look back and think like, you know, I just, I was so hurt from that, but Mm. I got to use that part of my journey. So anyways, fast forward a couple years and Travis was like, you know, don't you think we want kind of a sibling thing going on ever? <laughs> and he was so gracious to me and he knew that I struggled 
Um, and when Theo was about two, I remember going to a birthing center just to interview with them. And, mm-hmm. and we weren't trying to have another baby at that point, but I was like, if we did go a different yeah. route, what would that look like for us? And I walked into the birthing center and I was so overcome with um, shock and just all that trauma came flooding back and I lost it. I was, I started sobbing and I was crying so hard that I walked out of the building and Travis had walked to the car or, or something for some reason and, or maybe he just w- went down the hallway to the bathroom, but he came back in and he saw me outside sobbing and he later he's like, I thought that you'd gotten a phone call that somebody had passed away. Like I would, wow. you were in so much shock. And I just was processing this huge, and I realized like I'm not ready. And so I came back in, and the gal that was working at the birthing center was trying to understand, but she was just like, it, you know, it's okay, You're, it's fine. We don't we don't have to talk about this. We don't have to move forward with this. And you know, you call us when you're ready. And Theo was two at the time. I mean, it had been two full years, and that was like kind of the turning point for me, where I was like, mm. God, you've got to get a hold of my heart on this because I can't live under this kind of traumatic response. Like I can't just be triggered by all these things over and so over again. So did you know at that point that you had had a traumatic birth? Because I know a yeah. lot of women who have traumatic births don't even know to call it that. Yeah. They just think like, oh, this is just birth. It's yes. really hard well, and horrible. And, yes know? and no. I mean, it, it really was hard. And I was like, why would anyone? And I remember a couple of my friends that had babies at the same time. They were like, oh, yeah. I mean, it was it was hard. But like, it, it you know, the baby's here. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it's not easy. It's definitely painful. But it was... They had such different attitudes about it. And I was like, what do you mean? It was, I mean, that was like, I would rather die you know, than go through that again. And that's what I felt when I was in labor. So to answer your question, Natalie, I don't think that I recognized it as being traumatic until that point in time, about two years later when I was like, I don't think my response is normal. Like you and thought you had like healed yeah, and you yes. still had some healing. And I still had a lot of healing to do. So at that point I was like, this is definitely not normal. Like I shouldn't be breaking down even talking about birth with a stranger you know and so that was really hard for me and Travis at that point was like we need to figure out like how to help you overcome this so we really dug in at that point and I remember talking to my pastor uh, my pastor's wife after that you know Pastor Didi and she just gave me a lot of wisdom and counsel and she just said God is going to use this part of your story to impact other women. And, you know, it's, and she told me too, this is Theo's birth story. This is part of his story. And Mm. God knew that it would happen this way. You know, God knew the day he was going to be born. Like God knew all of these aspects. And that really helped me. Um, And it sounds so simple, but it helped me shift my mentality thinking like, this is my son's birth story. It's part of his beginning and how he came into the world. And God had a plan all along and God protected him. Like he's fine. And he's just a brilliant little kid. He's he's so smart. (laughs) smart. He's so sweet. He's just so sensitive to like, he's the best big brother. And I just know like God had his hand on Theo's life from day one, you Mm. know, and it's so comforting to me now to see that. It's hard when you're in the... It's hard when you're in the middle of it. Yeah. And it's not the same, like with it, with your adoption stories too. There's a lot of very dark yeah. parts of becoming mothers sometimes, and and you're like, how do you look at this thing that was the best thing that ever happened? Was yes. this baby coming to the world with all the hard so much pain and yeah, because yeah. you know it's we say this a lot, but it's not supposed to be this way. Like God, yeah, God, thank you, Eve. Yes. But yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, God yeah. created it to be this this. not the way it is now and so I I love that advice of like looking at it as like it's part of his story yeah a very difficult part but and it's almost how would you have time almost to process all that because all of a sudden I'm a brand new mom I'm doing feedings oh you don't and then there's it was there a loneliness aspect of it when everybody's like oh that's so congratulations Congratulations. we're so happy for you you're just sitting there like he's so cute I'm like what have I done (laughs) you know (laughs) and actually to go back to um, me being in the ER after he was born I I was in the ER again when he was about five weeks old I want to say and they finally eliminated some other things that they thought it could be and they discovered it was my gallbladder and I just kept having gallbladder attacks over and over again and they were getting progressively worse so they scheduled a surgery for when he was eight weeks old so eight weeks postpartum I went in and had my gallbladder removed and you know typically that's not like a I mean it is an invasive surgery but you know they say you can go back to work after a few days well that was not the case with me 
because nothing is normal when it comes to yeah, my I medical had history. Removed and I was yeah. back at work like oh, three days yeah. later. Yes. So, so I was, so they, I had mine removed and I remember waking up from the anesthesia and I was sick for probably about 24 hours after that. Like oh. they, they didn't discharge me right away because I couldn't keep anything down. I couldn't keep oh. any liquids down. So I reacted really poorly to the anesthesia and, um, and then I was sent home to nurse my brand new eight week old baby. And I just remember being in so much pain and being awake in the middle of the night and thinking like, God, that this isn't my plan. This wasn't what I expected when I was thinking about motherhood, you know, and, um, and just figuring out how to take care of this baby. And Travis had no idea what to expect. I mean, he didn't know that I was going to be having surgery when Theo was eight weeks old. So, Oh, that's so rough. Working through that. Yeah, it was rough. So there was all of this wrapped up. So a few years later, kind of unwrapping that whole package and being like, this is what I dealt with. And now I can talk about it totally fine without getting upset. Mm-hmm. But there was a point in my life where I couldn't. And mm-hmm. I I didn't talk about it because it was like, the, I, I can't say anything. I, do, I don't want to say anything without losing it. So anyways, he was about two years old when all this kind of happened. And I want to say when he was about two and a half, I came to a place. So it took about six months of me really looking introspectively and saying like, God, you you need to heal this because I'm, I'm a mess. Mm -hmm. I can't do this on my own and really taking it before the Lord and saying like, this is part of my story. I'm trying to accept it. And I'm praying that if I do this again, I have a different outcome. And so for us, the decision to have a sibling for Theo was really a hard one for me, Mm, (laughs) really challenging. And you know, everyone's like, when you can have another baby. I mean, they always, you know, people ask that and I know it's totally innocent, but there was this like, are you kidding me? Like he's an only child. Get used to seeing just him, you know? (laughs) And he was so sweet. He was always along for the ride. I mean, he hung out with the young adults at church. Like he was just one of the big kids. So when we found out we were pregnant, he was so excited and he was, you know, so wanted a sibling. Yeah, he really did. And he was three and he totally understood what was going on. So he was excited to have a new baby. And you know, when we found out we were pregnant and I took that positive test, I was like, Oh Lord, help me. (laughs) I need to prepare myself emotionally for this. And, um, Margo's, my pregnancy with my daughter was pretty, pretty hard to just physically and getting used to, you know, being pregnant without a gallbladder and all these things that you just have to figure out. And so anyways, dredge up some of those. Oh, for sure. Yes. Yes. So there was a lot of I would say the first couple months of pregnancy, I would cry and talk with Travis at night and God bless Travis. He's just such a saint to listen to me. <laughs> Our husbands are awesome. They are. I'm, like, I'm sorry, but thank you for being here. Yeah. So just working with him and talking through all this. And it was like, I don't, I don't know how we're going to do this again. And Travis like, well, we have to. So yeah, there's no going yeah, back. Yeah, pregnant now. <laughs> so, well, you almost need that, like, yeah. analytical. Yes. Like, that's why we black and wife. Yeah. gave us husbands. <laughs> yeah. Because they're not in the, like, hormonal thick of it. Yes. They can, like, look at it from the outside and be like, You're we're gonna all going to okay. survive. Yes. Yeah. And they're not even, when they're not carrying the child in their womb either. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, he like, was, like, very matter-of-fact. <laughs> yeah, he was like, we're going to get through this. I'm like, we? Who? Me? I don't know. You might make it out of here alive. But, like, yeah. we better. Yeah. So yeah. when you get those triggers, mm-hmm. where did you, was it just, would you need somebody to call and kind of have that counsel, like, Pastor Didi, or is it, I'm just going to yeah. go to my knees and just pour out? Yes, or yes to all of those things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I really did. Um pray a lot over Margot and just, I had to have a lot of faith, you know, and I, I remember like seasons and I, I don't even know where they are, but I have notebooks, you know, where I'd written down dreams over her life. And mm-hmm. what's funny is before I was pregnant with her, a friend of mine, a childhood friend was like, Hey, get your girl name ready. And so it was like, this is, this is my daughter. And I, oh. it was, you know, what I had dreamed of always yeah. since I was a young girl. And I was so excited to have a daughter on the way and mm. I knew that before I was pregnant that she was going to be a girl mm. and it's just one of those things where it was like here you go God's going to answer that desire of your heart and mm. it was such a blessing and such a comfort to me so when we found out we were pregnant I was like I know it's Please a girl, girl. yeah <laughs> but I'm like also I don't know it's a girl so we better find out so we did find out with Margot, and sure enough she was a girl at the 20-week scan and I just remember being so excited about that and 
uh, Travis and I were just like elated to have a little Aww. sister on the way, you know, and my goodness, she's quite the spitfire now. She's just, <laughs> she's so girl. Yes. <laughs> like she's during Sunday school, we had like all the babies out and mm-hmm. she had like six babies. And yes. Said, oh, I said, are you wanting, are all these your babies? And she's like, Yes, all of them are mine. And she like put her hands over the babies. Yes. Oh, you are a busy mama, but oh, she is one hundred. She wanted all the babies. Yeah, she stuffs babies in her shirt too. Walks around with baby dolls in her shirt all day long. She's like, these are my babies. So she's baby wearing. Yeah, and she is such a blessing to us, man. Our our house would be so quiet if Margot didn't live here. So we just thank God every day for her, and she is something else. But what's funny is she was when she was born. She was eleven days late. So I was almost wow. 42, 42 weeks pregnant. Wow. And I remember calling my girlfriend before, uh, actually it was like the night before she was born, and I was just crying over the phone. I was like, I'm never having this baby. I'm going to be pregnant my entire life. Like, she's like- never coming out. And sure enough, Margot had her own timeline planned. And about midnight that night, I rolled out of bed and had crazy contractions right away. And I was, I basically was in transition at that point. And she was born so at fast. 2 a.m. Yes. In my living room. So oh, wow. Margo was born didn't at home. Have time to go. No. Well, so was that planned? That was planned. Yes. Birth? So we oh. had talked about what okay. we were going to do instead of go to the hospital. So surprise, we had a home birth, <laughs> but we did have a midwife come. So we, I remember calling my midwife um, about five minutes after contraction started because they were really strong. And she's like, well, you know, time them and call me back. I was really having a hard time breathing through them. And I called her back about five minutes later and she's like, yep, yep, we're already on our way. I was like, oh, good. Like she knew, you know, I think she wanted to reassure me that it was fine and, you know, calm yourself down. Yeah, but she was like, we knew we were coming. So they came and Margaret was born so fast and it was so peaceful. I mean, it was definitely hard work, but it was like so easy compared to Theo's labor and delivery. And she, Theo was sunny side up. I don't know if I mentioned that, but she oh. was not sunny side up. She was facing down, which is the, the correct way for babies to be born, the proper way for them to be born, I should say. Mm. Um, not correct, because babies can be born all sorts of ways. Mm-hmm. But the proper way that babies should typically be born would be face down, you know. That's like the least complicated yes, delivery Yes, right yes. And Theo, God bless him, and his large little forehead was sunny side up. So that was definitely why I pushed for three hours with him. Bless but Margot just kind of fell out, and we were in the pool in the little living room. We had a little blow-up pool. And I remember just – but again, my midwife said, like, she's born. And so – You're both like, of what? my babies had been announced to me at that point. Like, I didn't know that I was done. So <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm done too. Yes. So I remember scooping her up to my chest and just oh. feeling such relief. And um, I remember looking at her face and I was crying. I was like, she's so cute. And Travis later was like, she was not so cute. <laughs> you know, she's purple and bruised and pudgy. Oh. But I just remember thinking, like, she is so beautiful. And I'm so mm. grateful that she's here. And it was like, you know, you're... It's so beautiful as mom to have that like heart connection. Like this is instantly. instantly. Yeah. Like it was you, it was you all along and I Mm -hmm. knew it was you. And I felt that with Margo so strongly and I was so grateful for such a healing and redemptive experience. And I was like, thank you, God. You needed that after that hard, hard season. You almost needed the quote unquote easy if you could ever say that word. Yes. Well, and and it really was like, it was easy in all sense of the word. It was, it was so quick. It was not as painful. It was definitely hard work, but it was just like, that's it. Yeah, that's it. We just had a baby. And granted she was 11 days late and she definitely had her own timeline, but she's really funny because I want to say three days ago, she came out of her room, pulled off her diapers and she's like, mom, I'm wearing panties now. I'm like, okay. And she's essentially been potty trained for the last three days. So Margot decided it was her idea to be potty trained and she potty trained herself. Yes. I was like, all right. And that's just her personality. I'm like, thank you, God. Because I have been stressing all year long. Like, how am I going to potty train this girl? I have a new baby. So anyways, I'm not going to jinx it. It's not funny. Ariana was the same way. And I stressed myself out trying to get her to potty train. And then I gave up. I'm like, she's just not doing this. Yeah. And same thing. One day she found the underwear in the closet and was like, I want to wear these. And I said, well, you got to go potty on the toilet. And she's like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, no big deal. Like no accidents. Yeah. It was just... I was like, okay. No, it's been amazing. Yep. No, hardly any accidents this week in the last three days. And I was like, 
well, that was easier than I expected we'll to be. Well, have you come on and tell us how to yes. party right. yeah. <laughs> Stress about it for about six months. Lose sleep. Read a bunch of books. Yes. And don't need them. Put them in the closet. Yeah. And so is she more of a, your, would you say she's more of your strong-willed Absolutely. Child? I kind of noticed that with the strong-willed yeah. children, there's a lot harder things but then yes. there's some things that you're like wow they're so passionate yeah, about well, this. And I think they're so bold about she this. is so <laughs> strong-willed she's like this is my decision and I'm running with it I'm like, I hope you're on board mom so I'm like I'm you're coming like, kid I'm, I'm catching up to you oh, that's so great. yeah yeah and you love because that's the way that God made them because yes. they got big things for them oh, and they huge. need that Yes. That, that, yeah, tenacity yes. Yes. for life. Yeah, tenacious. That's a, that's a word I would use to describe Marco. Yes, tenacious. Tenacious. Just, yeah, powerhouse. One of a kind. Absolutely. Oh, she's one. I don't know. There's some kids where you're like, oh, that name is going to have to grow on me before. But the, I don't know. From the first time I heard it, I was like, oh, that's who she is. Yeah. Totally. Margo, my powerhouse. Yeah. <laughs> like, she was born a CEO, pretty much. <laughs> she, she is like the CEO of our household. We don't let her think that, but she definitely has that role. And she, I mean, she's already the boss of both of her brothers. Like, Margo, kindness, gentleness, self-control. Yeah. Like, we're going to work on these, you know, beautiful feminine attributes that she's like, I'm ready to go, Mom. Special name, but she does. Oh, God, I do get that, though. I get that having a really strong willed. Yes, (laughs) she's such a gift to me. She's so so refining, really. Like, oh Lord, help me, please now, God. I mean, kind of the next question is like, I want to hear your third birth story too. But transitioning from child to child. Yeah, now we have one. Now we have two. Now we have two. Like it's just like doubling everything, right? Yes. So I do. I have no, okay, so this is kind of my, in my limited experience with three kids, you kind of can look back um, retrospectively on having two. Cause it's, you know, when you're in the moment, you're like, what am I learning? I don't know what I'm learning. Are we, are we surviving? Like, are we making it through the day? And I really felt like that with Margot. It was like, wow, my workload has definitely doubled. And I think when you go from one kid to two kid, you just start juggling. And it's like, you don't get a chance to put a ball down, which mm-hmm. is fine, but you mm-hmm. just start and you just keep going and going and going. And so with Margot, it was like, okay, someone always needs my attention. And, you know, Theo at that point hadn't, he stopped taking naps when he was like two and a half, God bless him, but he <laughs> wasn't taking naps anymore. So he was about three and a half when Margot was born and he was just busy constantly. And um, Theo was awesome. He was the best kid. He was totally potty trained, great helper. But it was just a lot of work still. I mean, like, mm-hmm. he had needs. Margot had needs. I was always meeting their needs. And so I remember thinking, like, I'm not getting much of a break right now <laughs> or ever. Mm-hmm. And then adding a third kid to that, it didn't feel harder than going from one to two. But only because I think I was already used to juggling. And so oh, okay. it was like, you just I've get more balls. Yeah. And I was like, hey, toss me another ball. All right. <laughs> and so I wasn't... I didn't feel as entitled to me time mm-hmm. having a third baby. Mm-hmm. You weren't like as so like, excited. Yes, you weren't getting it. totally. You're like, oh, we're used to it. Now. Yeah, and I think that that's helped me adapt a little better to three mm-hmm. kids. And granted, I am definitely more exhausted because having a newborn is just a lot of work in general. But I know that this phase ends, so I'm like, okay, we're coming out of it. And he's about four months old, and you know they talk about the fourth trimester, like give your your body time to heal, give your kid, your kid, <laughs> your infant a chance to kind of acclimate to the outside world and um yeah and the kids the older kids have adapted to him too so i really think that we're starting to hit more of our stride i think mm. like when you're Don't leaving the house you're like yeah. oh yeah we have a third kid. yes <laughs> totally wow yeah. you got a car seat you got yeah. a toddler that still needs a car seat you got <laughs> yes and i remember after he was born um somebody at church in the hallway was talking to me and they had three kids also and he said you know you go from man-on-man defense to zone defense <laughs> like that is so true like you're constantly like just dripping sweat is my new <laughs> man I'm like this is who I am now and I look I catch eyes with Travis across the room and he knows like help me now you know so everybody That's grab good. a bag grab a baby grab an arm grab a diaper grab a whatever and we, we just have to really work together so That's... I will say it's it's been more peaceful than I expected it to be because mm-hmm. going from one to two was definitely a challenge but it's been more work so it's like you're work multiplies but your capacity your capacity increases also but also so. don't you think like your understanding yeah like you know more what you need yes. in postpartum for sure mm-hmm. and you are mature enough to say i'm gonna take those yes absolutely <laughs> but yes well you said you were so young and your first I was one young. and so i was young now you're like oh yeah and i do feel like there's a 
in society there is a um, what's it called pressure for moms to be like looking exactly like they right. did. Right, it's a snap back. Back yeah. and it's like, why are you still, yeah, you know, sick or why are you still like not a hundred percent or why are you still taking it slow? Yeah, like, absolutely. You're like, uh, I have three kids. Uh-huh. Well, and then there's a lot of women don't talk about the healing of your own body afterwards. Yes. But of course, we never went through birth, and it wasn't even until my last sister's birth that I realized when she gave me a little yeah. bit more details, and I said. Oh, you're going through that, <laughs> and you're going through that. <laughs> yes. That sounds awful. But this is like here's after a baby the to nurse every baby few hours. Has been bored. Yes. So I'm, I'm. Oh my goodness, that's huge. A lot because you don't yeah. ever hear about. No, that. no, like, you don't. And I think that that contributed too to the the trauma, if you will, of Theo's first. I I can't even speak English right now. <laughs> but you know, the trauma of him entering the world was like, what are we, what are we doing, and what am, what happened to me, and you know, figuring out mm-hmm. the postpartum and the healing and all that, and so dealing with that a second time with Margot, I was like, okay, I kind of knew what to expect, and her, my recovery with her was a lot easier, and I knew to stay home, and then this third baby, um, my recovery was actually really great too. It, it's hard work, but it's like you, I knew what to expect, so I was like, I'm gonna be home, mm-hmm. and if someone offers to bring a meal or a snack or a coffee, I will always say yes. And so yeah. we were so blessed. That was like such a huge blessing. And I know, Rachel, you brought dinner, which was awesome. <laughs> Tacos, they were so good. <laughs> and um, just to have that influx of people like come alongside and, and having a baby during COVID and, and all of that was was definitely a different experience too. But yeah, oh, I should tell kind so, of my birst story with Yeah, yeah with especially because yeah. baby yes, yes. yeah. So to rewind a little bit, Margot turned one in June of 2019. So June of 2019, she turned one and she was weaned um, later that summer. So I was like, sweet, I have a one-year-old. She's walking. She's kind of talking-ish. We know what she wants. She's weaned. Like, we're on our way out of the baby phase and it was so fun to be able to just pack up both the kids and that was really fun too because we could just throw them in the car mm-hmm. and you know you grab your one little bag with stuff that you need you grab some snacks and you're good to go and you really are only working around one nap time at that point so it's like we have our freedom back <laughs> it's kind of how you feel like we can yeah. do stuff again and Travis and I you know we both grab one kid and it was just really easy and Theo had adapted really well and and him he's and Margo, yeah, like he's he, awesome. He's he'll go grab really responsive. Yeah. yeah, and he's always been really, really helpful like that. So he, him and Margo actually were really great friends too at that point. Like Margo was starting mm-hmm. to interact with him and and really love to have her brother around. So we had this like little four-person family unit, and I was like, sweet, we can all fit on the rides at a theme park one day, or you know, like <laughs> we only need a vehicle that can fit four people, kind of thing. Yeah. And you have all these ideas of like, this is what our family is right now. We're good. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember people saying like, hey, you have a boy and a girl. That's so great. You can be done. And it's like, well, <laughs> I mean, I don't know that we're done, but there was this sense of like, yeah, we're good for right now. We're good. Very even numbers. Yes, totally. Really round little package. I'm like here's the Carlton fan. So end of 2019 rolls around, Christmas came, we had a really fun holiday with all of our family. And um, at the end of December, I woke up in the morning in like a cold sweat. And I had had this dream that one of my friends was having twins. And she's not, She her kids are much older than mine. And she's definitely not having any more babies, but she was like, in my dream, she said, yeah, I'm having twins and you're pregnant too. And I was like, no, I'm not. I had this dream and I woke up just like, what happened? Was that, is this real right now? And I remember thinking to myself, like, I'm pretty sure I have a pregnancy test in the back of the drawer. Like I'm going to go dig that up. So I had, I was just, I didn't tell Travis any of this. I was like this, there's no way this is real, but like, what is just to get it off it is. your yeah. brain? I'm like, I just got to get this out of my head. And you know, I, that was not on our radar at all. And I remember finding this pregnancy test and I took the test and I walked away for a few minutes and I came back and I was like, Oh good. It doesn't, it doesn't say, you know, anything. I'm like it was a little, uh, pink dye test. So the one with the two lines and there wasn't a second line. But I went to go throw it away, and it, like, kind of glinted a little, like, oh. shimmered in the light. And I was like, hold on. Just enough to yes. give you pause. So I was like, wait a minute. So I tore the test apart. I pulled the little paper strip out of the thing, and I'm holding it up to the light. Like, is there a shadow <laughs> of anything? And there was. And it was, like, this nearly invisible second line that oh. was, like, 
what just happened? <laughs> like, I mean, I wasn't even expecting, you know, it, it wasn't like, oh yeah, you know, if, if I missed my cycle or whatever, we're going to have a baby soon. Like it, there was not even a hint of that. Like I woke up out of this dream of like, you're pregnant. And I, my body was telling me, hello, we're having a baby. <laughs> so I took that test and I waited a little bit to tell Travis. I, I don't remember. It was kind of a blur. <laughs> you know, I was like in so much shock. But then um, I told Travis, I was like, hey, I, I'm going to buy a couple. I'm, I'm just going to run to the grocery store real quick. So I ran to the dollar store and got a few more tests. And I was like, I'm buying a few more pregnancy tests because I think that this might be positive. And he was like, what? <laughs> you know, like that was, so that was like, not, yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. is this? So I got a handful of tests and he was like, no, no, no. Like, that's not how it works. I'm like, well. This is this is kind of like an all or nothing. Like if there's nothing, then it wouldn't show anything. But if there's something, like yes, that's a positive. So, anyways, I went and got a few more tests, and I took four tests that weekend, and they were all positive, and they all started getting darker. And I was like, I just want you to know we're having a baby. <laughs> and so there wasn't this big fanfare of like surprise. I mean, but it was a huge surprise, you know. But it was Travis over the next couple of days was like. Ah, Okay, like maybe. <laughs> Just you couldn't yeah, it. totally. So four pre- four positive tests later, I was like, "This, this is actually happening." Yeah. I'm right. like, "We are having a baby," and I just remember feeling like such shock and surprise, but so much excitement too. At the same time, I was like, "Woo!" You know, we're having a baby. That's awesome. And but then I had this huge wave of emotions that I had to deal with over the next couple of weeks and months and so um anyways january rolls around we get through new year's and we told our parents i want to say kind of early january well anyways we got so so sick um at the beginning of january and i spiked a really high fever and i was out for like a week straight and i'm pretty sure that we had covid i know everyone says that they thought that they had it but it was (laughs) like i was flat on my back couldn't move couldn't breathe. I lost my voice. I was coughing for months and I was like, I had this never felt that before they sick. had tests? Yes, this is before even. tests or anything, mm, but they yeah. had talked about, you know, COVID possibly being in the States and, um, and this was before March when the shutdowns happened. So anyways, January hits and I was just flat on my back, sick as a dog. And then I got morning sickness on top of that. So everything that oh. I did eat, I was, you know, returning, which was wonderful. It's a nice <laughs> but, way of saying yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so for the sake of your podcast. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I just was like, what is happening right now? Like what what is this surprise pregnancy? What is this year? And then, you know, March rolled around and the whole world shut down. And so you're processing all those yes, big emotions so on top of the big change. emotions of a Yes. Well and, and with the pandemic no one knew what was going on. It no. was so unknown. Yeah. Like, you're like, well, is this more serious? Because yes. they shut down NFL, so. Right, <laughs> totally. And, like, the parks were closed. I mean, I remember, mm-hmm. like, not being able to take Theo and Margo to the park. Oh, that was horrible. And I was like, the, what is happening? You know, and we were all living with a lot more caution at that point. Like, I, I guess we won't see friends. You know, will we see friends? Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. So, in that beginning trimester, and even into my second trimester, there was a lot of loneliness that I mm. had to work through because I was like, this is this is a time where my friends are normally really excited for me, and they want to, you know, work with me and help me out with my kids, and hey, can we watch your kids for a day, and I know you're really sick, or, you know, and, and that's what we do for each other at the church. Mm-hmm. Like, we're always like, oh, you need something? I'm going to drop a meal off on your porch, but there was... There was not a lot of that, which I don't fault any of my friends for that at all, but just the, the season of life that we were all in was so mm-hmm. different than we were used to, and it was not what any of us expected. So I I felt that weight of loneliness, and I remember just fear creeping back in, you know, and this mm-hmm. fear of pregnancy and having a baby, and I had this kind of emotional struggle with the Lord, and I was like, God, is this, why does this pregnancy feel like my pregnancy with Theo and not like my pregnancy with Margot. Like why? Cause I've done this before. Like this should be easy for me. And I really had to deal with like my, my struggle with fear and kind of face it head on. And I remember God just saying like, this was my plan. This is not a surprise to me. And that mm. rang true so much in the year 2020. Like this is not yeah. a surprise to me because it was, it felt like a surprise to us, you know, but God yeah. was like, this is not a surprise to me. His life is not a surprise. And it was always in my plan. And that brought me so much comfort. And even just the fear of like sickness. And that was something that I struggled with, especially after having such rough medical experiences Mm -hmm. during my pregnancy and post delivery. I mean, my experiences in the hospital were absolutely horrid. So the thought of like 
thinking of ending up in the hospital with COVID, I was like, oh, I can't do that. I don't want to, you know, and we didn't know what was going on at the time. We didn't know how serious things were going to be. So to approach that subject with, with, um, care too, just really being cautious about what we were doing and when things were yeah. changing from week so to week. So fast. Yes. I mean, hospitals were like, don't come here. And then hospitals were like, come here. Yes. <laughs> come and get tested. Don't do, you know, don't do this. Don't do that. And, yeah. and my midwife at the time, I had had my home birth with her, with Margo. Um, we had some Zoom telepath, telehealth meetings, you know, like over the phone and over Zoom. And, and that was really hard on me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want this baby to be celebrated. I want this to be a happy season of life. And I don't want to sit behind a computer screen and absolutely no fault of hers or or any of ours it was just the way things were and we were just trying to to live like you know a little more cautiously during the time and so having these zoom meetings for my baby prenatal appointments was really disappointing and hard on me Mm, i can imagine and i just remember telling travis like i'm so frustrated right now like why would this happen to me this year and i remember thinking like just that victim mentality kind of you know you could feel it kind of creeping up behind you peeking over your shoulders like hey this is the worst, like this is happening to you again. And, you know, just that fear of the future and the fear of sickness and the fear of my pregnancy not going well and the fear of labor and delivery. Anyways, I had a list of fears that was a mile long. (laughs) I was like, look at my list, God, this is what I'm afraid of. And he brought me such comfort in that season. Like, this is exactly what I had planned Mm. for you this year. And, you know, I remember thinking about, um, I don't, I can't think of exactly where the passage is. It's in Psalms either Psalms 39 or Psalms 139, the mm-hmm. passage that talks about, you know, you formed me oh, in the so dark and the secret, just you know, thinking that when you were saying, yeah, that, it's like... so beautiful. So that was like my, my theme, my message throughout the year was like, God formed my inner parts, you know, before you knew me, you mm. knew me in my mother's womb before my form was even created in the darkness. And I, and I know I'm not quoting it right, but just that comfort of like God knew this baby's form. Mm-hmm. So another really cool part of this story too is um, struggling with this kind of identity and like this, yes, we are going to have another baby. Um, Psalm 139 is where I found it. You were right about that. Yeah, Psalm okay. 139. <laughs> One of those. They're both good. <laughs> yeah. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Yes. Oh, there's so much weight to that passage. So the cool is. part of the story, the next part you said was really cool. Yeah. So having having read that and prayed that over this baby, um, Travis and I talked about being surprised at birth with the gender of this baby. So that was another really cool aspect of this. We're like, you know what? This was a surprise baby. We have one of each already. Like, let's just kind of wait and waiting? see. Oh. We were going to. <laughs> so I remember thinking like, yeah, let's wait and, and not find out. And Travis was totally on board with that, which was really fun. But I kind of wrestled with that too, because part of me was like, I think that I don't want to know because I don't want to get too attached. Mm-hmm. And I had this removal of my own emotional, I don't know, comfort, if you will. I was like, I don't want to be too attached to this baby right now because I'm really working through a lot of stuff and I had a lot of fears and a lot of struggles and not to say that I didn't want the baby I did but I but I didn't want the pregnancy which was such an interesting place to be I was like I don't want to be pregnant this year I don't want to be pregnant in 2020 I don't want to have this be part of my story like why God (laughs) you know and so that was my own self I wrestled with that really a lot and God kept bringing these verses up like this was my plan like I knew your days before you ever lived them. They were all numbered in my book. And just, you know, all these Psalms that I read and prayed over my baby and over my life at that time brought me a lot of comfort, but I I had this internal struggle. So anyways, we go to get just the standard anatomy scan at 20 weeks. They just make sure everything's good. And, you know, should there be any complications that they need to be aware of when the baby's born, they want to check that before the baby's born. So they go in and they do all the measurements. And I just remember Travis and I went on a lunch break or whatever to go get this scan done and we go in and the lady was super super sweet really helpful and she asked us in the beginning she's like so do you want to know the gender or not and I said no we want to keep it a surprise definitely we want to keep it a surprise and Travis was like yeah yeah that's that's great we'll keep it a surprise so the lady starts and she's like all right well you know don't look right now I'm gonna find my bearing and figure out where this little kiddo is and so she puts the wand on and measures the legs and the heart and 
the skull and does all the things, you know, checks all the parts. And she's like, yep, 10 fingers, 10 toes, we're good. And so it was so sweet to see this little bouncing baby up on, I was laying on the bed and the baby was up on the screen in front of me and she wrapped it up. And I just remember holding Travis's hand next to me and he was like, oh, so cute. We're so excited, <laughs> you know? And I didn't really have an inclination either way of whether it was a boy or a girl. There was nothing because again, I was kind of emotionally detached at that point. I was like, I don't know, like whatever happens, happens. It's going to be great. And like I said earlier, one of my passions and hobbies is interior design. And like, I loved creating a nursery for my babies. I loved doing that for Theo and for Margot. So part of me was like, nah, I'll just do like a really easy gender neutral. Like I'm going to not care about it because mm-hmm. <laughs> I had so much other things going on in my life. So many other things that I was caring about and worrying about. And, and God just has a way of laughing at our plans right yeah. so <laughs> so, so at the very end of this anatomy scan the gal said okay i need to do one more measurement of the head and so i'm like okay sounds good and she didn't tell me to look away at that point but she put the one back on and right away same thing that had happened with theo <laughs> i knew exactly like, what oh. it was yeah but she immediately took the wand off my belly and she looked at me like do you know? Did you? Yes. <laughs> With this, did you know? Look. And she looked at me and I'm trying to remember her words, but I think she said, did you see anything? And I was like, yes, I did. <laughs> and, uh... she, and she said, do you want to know if you're right? <laughs> and I was like, is it a boy? <laughs> and she's like, yes, it is. And I remember Travis was like, woo, a boy, you know, and I had such a sense of relief and this oh, flood oh. of emotion come over me and it brings me to tears now because at that moment I was like this is my son like Aww. God gave me another son I'm just I'm sorry ladies. <laughs> but if we don't cry on podcasts yeah. it's not the instant so, so just to see Aww. God gave us this gift of this son in a year that was absolutely horrible to most people and they would say that you know 2020 was the worst year ever but it was one of the best years of my life because God brought us this gift that was such a surprise and so unexpected. And I remember instantly feeling so bonded. Yeah, you can throw it away. (laughs) Okay, here you can sit and listen, okay? This is Margo. Hi, Margo. (laughs) We call her Big Mama. Yeah. (laughs) People like to talk to Big Mama. Do you want to say hi to the microphone? You don't have to if you don't want to. That's okay. But he was such so, a blessing in this yes, dark so year. And- it was. It was such a gift to be able to give him a name at that point. you know. And Travis and I, had kind of, we were on the fence with names. And when we found out he was a boy, it was like, yes, this is our job. This is. I want to give him a name. I want to start um, squirreling away boy clothes, putting them in my closet, you know, <laughs> yeah. which, is, which is such a fun hobby for me, too, shopping. <laughs> so who doesn't love shopping for baby clothes? So, you know, finding little treasures and things that it was like, oh, this is his, these are his first little jammies he's going to wear. And this is his first outfit and finding blankets for him. Okay. You can sit. So it's like almost God knew that you needed to know. Yes. Like you didn't want to know, but God was saying, "Ah, she needs to know. This is a gift. So Mm -hmm. I really do view it like that. Like I was pretty stubborn and it was like, I don't want to know. I don't. You know, I'm expecting to not know. And God was like, no, this is for you. This is a gift that I'm going to give you. So just knowing that he was a boy going into it was just like the coolest surprise. Like it had just been a year of surprise after surprise after surprise. And and I told Travis I wasn't even disappointed because we would have been surprised, obviously, at birth. But it was like God knew what I was wrestling with. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of dropped this opportunity. And some people would probably be disappointed. Like, man, I didn't want to find out. But it was... It was nothing but joy and relief at that point. So I felt like, yeah, it was just such a gift from the Lord. And after that point, we were like, okay, we got to pick his name. And so we picked his name, Archer. And Archer means bowman. And for us, it was really had a lot of weight and meaning because it was like, this is our baby that we're... Archer's name is Archer, yeah. (laughs) Archie Owen. Archie Owen. Archie Owen. Archie Owen. Okay. We got to tell them why his name's Archer, okay? So Archer means bowman, and Travis and I talked about just this being a year where we would hit the mark, no, and that Archie's his name not, name is not bowman. <laughs> okay, it's not it's not bowman. It's Archer, but it means bowman, huh? 
Oh, okay. <laughs> so Archer Owen means um, bowman and warrior, and just the the idea of an archer, you know, putting an arrow into his bow and being a straight shooter and hitting the mark, and that was what we prayed for our son that he would hit the mark all of his days, you know, and that oh, his life would beautiful. be such a gift for our family to really realign us and help us to hit the mark. And I will say that his life and his birth was so peaceful and so beautiful and it was hard. I mean, I wrestled with it. And even when he was born, he was born at home also. His labor was closer to 13 hours. So it was definitely oh, worth <gasps> But I remember like getting this grit and this backbone right before he was born. My midwife had said, you know, I just feel like you're, you're struggling with a lot of fear. And this was right before he was born. I was like, you know what? You're right. And I, I kind of had this like, okay, I'm going to grit down. I'm going to bear through this. And I did. And, um, when I delivered him, no one had to tell me that he was born because I was all there. Yeah. I was like, I did it. Yes. (laughs) So both of my other kids, they were like, Hey, look at your baby. And what's funny is I'm not, I hadn't even put that together until tonight. Like, but he was my first baby where it was like, I did that. I was there and I did the job. So, so anyways, it was such a gift to have him in my arms at that point. And he has brought us absolutely nothing but joy. We call him our joy boy. And we are so thankful that he's here. I mean, he just smiles at everybody. Like he's just this chubby, baby. precious little baby. And he loves life. And we love life with him in it. And it's just such a gift and such a testament to God being so faithful, especially in this year of 2020. Mm-hmm. And seeing him and his hand upon our life and our home. And it was like... God knew he wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't a surprise. God knew from the beginning that he would be. You with probably us. felt so powerful. Yeah. After well, past and just overcoming that fear, and yes. it's like God brought you through that even. And yeah. Just the, so. it was a few Saturday prayers ago where you just had him in a little. Yeah, front like pack, a little front pack. And you were just him. kissing him and swaying with him, and I got kind of emotional watching that. And I was like, that's so beautiful the yeah, love between a mother yeah. and their baby and like what a it gift is. that and is the fight and it's it's so inspiring yeah. to hear the fight yeah and the things and the grit and the things yeah. you had to survive to get we could go on and on there's so much more <laughs> i know <laughs> like you're all those things you're talking about travis yeah. being all those greats he's got the kids upstairs yeah, he right does. Now. yeah. <laughs> so we'll just awesome. if there is anything that you would like to leave our listeners yeah. with um just uh, maybe an encouragement if somebody was going yeah. through what you were going or through advice, that yeah. fear or... <laughs> and if, yeah. well most our listeners are moms so yeah. they know what exactly. yeah. motherhood is you don't get a break <laughs> so one of the, the beautiful takeaways from 2020 for me was just really having faith over fear and I know that yes. that was kind of a mantra that sort of popped up mid 2020 and a lot of people were like yeah faith over fear but that hit home in a new level for me in 2020 like god i'm gonna have faith for the future and even going into 2021 i think a lot of us can feel like is this year gonna be just as bad just as crummy as 2020 you know are there there's so many negative things happening in the world right now and obviously there there's a lot of uncertainties and unknown for the future but even in the unknown, God is so gracious to bring us peace and comfort. And it's like, I don't know what tomorrow holds, Lord, but I'm going to trust you with today. Mm. And I feel like that even as a mom, like being home with my kids. And this is the first time that I've been a full-time stay-at-home mom. I've always had part-time jobs or part-time something all of our marriage. So to be home with all three kids Mm. was also a huge adjustment. (laughs) And there's like, wow, this is all me all day long, all night long. Okay, I got this, you know, and praying for God to give me strength for that. But just really having faith for our future and finding comfort and peace in God's plan for my life and God's plan for my kids and God's plan for my marriage. Hmm. And it's just been absolutely beautiful. And I know that God brought us our little baby in this season, you know, to really just bring a smile to my heart. I don't even know how else to say it, but just like my, I just feel like this constant, Yes, God, you're on my team. You're on my side. You have nothing but a future and a hope for us because we we want to trust you and we want to honor you with our lives and and live um, just with expectancy for the future. And I was thinking yeah. too about Romans eight twenty eight, and it talks about how all things work together for good for those who are called mm-hmm. according to His purposes. You know, those that love God and are called according to His purposes. And that that phrase there, good isn't necessarily happiness and prosperity and joy. Mm. I mean, we're so easy. We're quick to jump to that as Americans. Yeah, Yeah. like, oh, it's going to be so good, and we're going to be so happy. But that word good originally refers to salvation. Like, that—that that is the reason all these things happen in our lives. 
And God uses all of the messy parts, the hard parts together for our salvation, mm-hmm. that our hearts would be drawn closer to him. And that's the ultimate good. That's the ultimate good is being drawn to, unto the Lord and saved. And so to see that really played out in my life this year, like, okay, this might not look like I expected to prosperity and happiness doesn't mm-hmm. look like my pretty package with a bow that I expected it to be, yeah. but it looks like getting closer to Jesus and being humble and saying like, Lord, use this right now because it's hard. It's hard work to be a mom. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Marriage is hard. I mean, all of it is very, very challenging, but what a gift that we have the opportunity to respond right to the Lord and let God use that for our good, for our salvation, mm-hmm. for our pointing back to Jesus. So yeah, that's what I would leave with and, and just say thank you so much ladies oh, yeah. for well, thank you for being on chatting here. yes thank you this those are beautiful those are such great stories i mean there's yeah. a lot to stories, it hard yeah. stories but, but I, we so appreciate you being vulnerable and absolutely. i'm sure there's other people that have gone through similar things or different things that need to hear this story mm-hmm. yeah the pastors are right or pastor yeah. is right yep. it's my it's my gift like yeah. that's what our lives are it's it's not just for me these lessons but they're a gift for the, the women mm-hmm. that I'm going to encounter and mm-hmm. I know there's going to be generations of women to come that you know when I'm an old grandma I'm going to be like you know what I went through that and I, <laughs> yeah. I've come through on the other side and I can say God is good and he is faithful yes, all the time he is so good and I want to see my kids grow up in the house of the Lord and flourish and just say my mom loved Jesus with all of her heart, yeah. which is a challenge for me every day, right? <laughs> I'm like, oh, Lord, help me live that out. But it's absolutely beautiful. So, Well, thank you so much. And, uh, yeah, if you guys want to learn more, you can definitely uh, private message us on Facebook or Instagram, Instamamas, Nat, and Rach. Or you can email us with more questions, um, instamamas19 at gmail.com. So thanks so much. Thanks for listening.